Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. The rolling hills of upstate New York and the Finger Lakes region are a perfect backdrop for the next rounds of the Lamborghini Super Trophy or one of the IMSA development series. Watkins Glen International, 11 corners, 3.4 miles and with names, not just numbers for the corners that have been there for a very, very long time. Action areas down the hill to the first corner the braking area at the inner loop and then the heel of the boot at turn number eight. Down through the years, it has challenged drivers from Formula One and IndyCar, open wheel series of the highest order through stock cars and, of course, through the Endurance and GT Championships. It has a unique place in American motorsport history and it's a fabulous place to be. Hello, everybody. I'm John Hindoff and Jeremy Shaw is alongside me for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series here at Watkins Glen. And it's live next on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America on IMSA Radio. On IMSA Radio. Jeremy, great looking field of cars down below us with their tails into the wall. We've got a couple of minutes uh, before... Uh, we've got four minutes, in fact, uh, before the call to fire up the engines. Uh, tell me a little bit about the championship so far this season. And we'll do a grid rundown as the cars are rolling after we've had drivers start your engines. The car is the same. The drivers are different. We've got different classes, Pro-Am, Pro-Am and LB Cup. That is all about the experience of the drivers and uh, how they stand. And in championship terms, Jeremy... It's uh, been an interesting start of the season. Hey, yeah, we just had the the one race meeting prior to this weekend at Watkins Glen. We had two races at Mid Ohio uh, a couple of months ago now, so it's been a sort of kind of leisurely start to the season for these cars and teams and drivers. But uh, two very exciting races they were both at Mid Ohio with the new uh, Super Trofeo Evo Lamborghini Huracan this season. Uh, Corey Lewis and, and and Madison Snow ended up winning both races for Change Racing. They lead the championship overall, the pro driver category, by six points over Brandon Godovic and Shinya Machimi in, in pro, six points behind, finishing second in the uh, in the category at Mid-Ohio in both races. In Pro-Am, Dylan Murcott and Patrick Liddy shared the number 27 car to one of the wins at Mid-Ohio. Loris Spinelli and JC Perez won the other race, just one point in between those pairings coming into here. However, Dylan Murcott will not be driving number 47 PPM car alongside Patrick Liddy. Instead, it will be Pippa Mann making her seasonal debut this weekend in that number 47 car. And Loris Spinelli will start on the pole today, so he's in great position, uh, not only to, to get some more points in Pro-Am, but maybe even win the race overall, along with JC Perez. In Am, coming into this weekend again, the wins were shared at Mid-Ohio. Damon Oki won the first race for US Raystronic, Ryan Hardwick finished second last year in LB Cup behind uh, behind uh, JC Perez, their first year drivers, both of those two last year. Ryan Hardwick won the second race. Those two, then Damon Oki and Ryan Hardwick, separated by just four points coming into this weekend. And in LB Cup, for first, effectively for first year drivers, Max Proto and Paris Mullins won both of the races at Mid-Ohio. It should have some more stiffer competition this off this weekend. However, there was just one other driver, Sheena Monk, uh, flying the LB Cup flag at Mid Ohio. But there's a couple more drivers joining the fray this weekend. Justin Price in number 21 car for Dream Racing Motorsport, and Brett Meredith making a very stout debut in qualifying as well for GMG Racing in car number 66. Well, that's how they stand after Mid Ohio. Similar sort of field to the circuit natural train terrain road circuit this is natural habitat 
for the big 5.2 V10 engined cars. They look and sound exceptional at ground level. They are so loud. Up here, they're still pretty loud. And they are pulling amazing speeds through the speed traps, getting on for a, what, 170? Yeah, plus over 170, miles an hour. 173 miles an hour, I think they were uh, in. Uh in the practice session or in the qualifying session this morning, it's that really, really fast. That makes them only being beaten <coughs> by the prototypes in the, in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Just think about that for a moment in terms of straight line speed. Uh, their lap time's not too shoddy either. And uh, Jeremy will run down the full grid for you of the 16 cars just as soon as we fired up all of those cylinders 10 cylinders for each cars 16 cars on the grid normally aspirated and it's now my pleasure to say drivers start those v10 engines Jeremy Shaw has the rundown of the grid for the third round of the 2018 Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series here at Watkins Glen. 16 cars, four categories of driver, not car. Everybody running the same Lamborghini Super Trofeo Evo car, new body kits and more, a little bit more horsepower if they needed it for this season. We've got the Pro cars, we've got Pro-Am, we've got AMS and we've got LB Cup. Let's run down the starting order, then starting from the back on the eighth row on the outside. Number 67 for PPM will be started by Shea Holbrook. Did not set a qualifying time this morning, had some problems, so we'll start at the back. Alongside her will be Justin Price making his debut for Dream Racing Motorsport. That's the LB Cup entry, car number 21. Row 7, the AM contender Cameron Castles for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number 33. And also for Wayne Taylor Racing, an LB Cup contender is Sheena Monk in car number 7. Row 6 to the grid, Paris Mullins will start number 88 Route US Racetronics entry, also in LB Cup. And a pole sitter in LB Cup strikes, starts directly ahead of him on the grid. That will be Brett Meredith for GMG in car number 66. Two AM cars on row 5. Damon Oakey here for US Racetronics in car number 09. And Ryan Hardwick for Dream Racing Motorsport in car number 2. Eighth position on the grid. Well, that's the AM class pole sitter for US Racetronics in car number 17. Brian Thieners. Two pro-AM cars on in the seventh and sixth positions on the grid. Patrick Liddy in car number 47 for PPM. And Alex Popov making his return for Wayne Taylor Racing in car number 10. Fifth on the grid is Corey Lewis, former series champion for change racing and the championship leader in car number 29. Moving on to the second row of the grid, the pro car of Eduardo Episcopo for US Racetronics in car number 50 and Brandon Godovic in car number 46 for PPM. Onto the front row of the grid, well, we've got the fastest of the pro cars, that's Wayne Taylor Racing's car number one for the 20 series champion Trent Hinman, but quickest of all, in the Pro-Am category, driving alongside JC Perez on the pole position for P1 Motorsports in car number 71 from Italy is Loris Spinelli. That's our 16-car lineup for today's third round of the IMSA Lamborghini Super Trofeo. Got to say, Jeremy, the Spinelli car, the Spinelli uh, 71 car, looked very, very good indeed in the qualifying sessions, but with talent of the caliber of Trent Hinman and uh, Brandon Godovic behind you um, Eduardo uh, the, the Spinelli car is going to have to uh, do a very good opening stint but I, I think they can we've got a pit stop of course mandatory pit stop and uh, it, we won't see any rushing in the pit stop here no that it'll be between somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes into this 50 minute race so uh, the half, you know, around about the halfway point in the race, and it's a, there's a mandatory minimum pit stop time. It's 90 seconds for most of the cars. The three-second differential, however, between the two, the, the cars that have two drivers and the one that have singleton drivers. In the two top, m the most experienced driver classes, they have to run two drivers this this year. It's new for this year, the Pro and Pro Am. Their stop will be three seconds uh, longer than the single driver cars. The reason for that, well, the driver who's staying at the wheel of the car, he knows how the car's handling. He's got the tires up to temperature already. He doesn't have to acclimate at all. If you're hopping into the car, you, you've got to learn how the car is. And that's uh, taken as a three second differential. That is how 
the uh, pit stops will be determined halfway through the race, but now they're lined up absolutely beautifully for the rolling start. The lights are out on the Huracan safety car, which is already in the pit lane. The green flag is in the air, and we're racing at Watkins Glen. A great start from row three down the inside. Look at the black and pink car coming through into second position. That's an awesome start there, but might not be able to hold onto it. The leader is gone, by the way. Spinelli's had a cracking start already up the S's and has nobody near him. That's exactly what he wanted. Fight behind me. I don't mind. I'm gone. Yeah, a little bit of uh, jiggery-pokery there by the pole sitter coming out of the final corner. He kind of slowed down a little bit and then jumped on the throttle. You're not supposed to do that, but that's what he did. He got a big jump over Trent Hinman. I mean, Trent Hinman's got a lot of experience, a lot of different cars. He doesn't get, not normally get caught out by anything. So a little bit uh, pushing the boundaries there was Loris Spinelli, but it was a brilliant start, and he's off, off, off to the races out in front of the field. He's got a goodly lead already over that uh, pursuing pack of cars exactly what you want if you are the pool sitting driver get out in front get away from the rest of the battles that could potentially cause you problems what you don't want is somebody trying to dive down the inside into the first corner so spinelli leads out and by what 10 cars lengths maybe even a little bit more Hinsman Gadovic was the man who was trying to make the move early on and he has got himself into third position. It looked like it might have been better, but Hinman toughing it out around the outside earlier on. That was a a, a, a good start. And you know, you, you've got the opportunity to start to make up positions. I thought that was good opportunist by by Brandon, but fair yeah. driving by both of those those guys give each other racing, racing room. Yeah, absolutely there, and uh, Trent Hinman, he just braved it around the outside yeah. of turn one, he knew he'd got the jump on Stayed there, Brandon the Godovic just uh, sort of tucked in right behind the uh, the pole sitter, able to get the initial jump, but it is Spinelli who leads, and Trent Hinman back up into second place, and Brandon Godovic running in third in that PPM car number 46. Early running then in this uh, first race of two of the weekend in beautiful evening light here at Watkins Glen International. Spinelli leads and is the best of the proms. Hinman is the best of the pros at the moment. Then it's Godovic, Piscopal, Lewis. As quick as we can see them, they've gone through. This is a long race, 50-5-0 minutes. We're on the clock when the green flag was thrown. So this is going to be about saving the car and very importantly looking after the Pirelli tyres yes it's it's hot out there and uh, we've we've uh, the the teams and dry the teams have been told what sort of pressures tyre pressures and canvas are supposed to be running on these cars they don't want to exceed those boundaries that have been laid down by Pirelli because we've seen some tyre issues in the past but Pirelli knows these tyres very well and they've They've told, instructed the teams exactly how they expect these tyres to to be uh, to be looked after. Let's say, yeah. Oops. They will perform right through the 50 minutes, no doubt. We've seen that in the past, and we've seen some drivers setting exceptionally quick times in the last few minutes of races. But any tyre abused will lose performance, and the tyre companies either in uh, single tyre competition like we have here or mixed tyre competition in other forms of motor racing there. What Jeremy's talking about there is they set out a set of operating parameters which includes the tyre pressure at the start of the race, cold tyre pressures, the camber angles of the car, that's how much lean you are putting into the tyres to help the handling of the cars. 46 minutes to go. And that is based on... That is based on the knowledge of the tyre company and lots of testing. In some series they are mandated at that, in others they are uh, optional or advisory, shall we say. But if you go outside of them, you do so at your own risk. Mm. And uh, 
then you can't have any complaints if there are any issues with the performance of your car. No, you've got to look after the curbs here as well. We've seen oh, some very problems here so. in the past when uh, abu abusing the curbs is also not recommended by uh, by Pirelli. So most of the drivers, you'll see them steering clear of the curbs as much as they possibly can. The fastest lap last time around, however, was by the second place car, Trent Hinman, turned 147.2, fractionally quicker than Loris Spinelli, who's lead now 2.2 seconds from first to second, and a bit more of that, of that uh, bit of more of a gap back to Eduardo Piscopo, who found a way past Brandon Godovic on that last lap. This sound great as well around the Watkins Glen countryside. Spinelli's cleared off to the tune of over two seconds now. Hinman has got 2.7 on Piscopo, and Godovic is another second further back. It's Corey Lewis, the man who is pressurising at the moment in the number 29 at the back of Brandon Godovic, the mostly white Urakan. And he's got Alex Popau right behind him, and he's dragging them towards the black and pink car that's just crossed the start-finish line, heading down towards the first corner. Those three cars will soon be in a battle for fourth, fifth and sixth position. And this is all about what you've got left at the end. But like a heavyweight boxing match at the moment, there's a bit of sparring going on. Some of these cars throughout the race will be changing to a second driver, others will come and do their pit stop, take a breather, maybe take some fluids and then go back out into the race six minutes down fastest lap last time around for Spinelli in the 71 a 146.8 that is very good pace early on yeah. here Jeremy it certainly is the lap record run here set last year during a race by Austin Verstegen of 46.475 an average speed by the way of 100 almost 115 miles an hour Yes, and what's the trap speeds again? Oh, we haven't got trap speeds on the screen. Yes, we have 171, 172 last time around for Corey Lewis as he's trying to gain. He's just put two Pirellis off on the dirt as well as he heads out of turn seven and now into turn eight, coming back towards us. We talked about keeping off the curbs. We didn't say anything it's about keeping off the, the grass, did we? Yes. <laughs> good bat battles a little bit further back, though, in the... Uh, Pro-Am class, uh, Alex Popper running second in Pro-Am class because the leader, uh, Loris Spinelli, is in Pro-Am. In Am, Brian Thien is making full use of that pole position to hold the advantage in Am in eighth position overall over number two of Ryan Hardwick and number 09 of Damon Oki who are absolutely tied together. Heat of the afternoon of the central part of the day is just abating a little bit we were well up over 80 degrees in the air earlier on and track temperatures getting up towards 120 Fahrenheit that beginning to cool off just a little bit I, the track temperature probably has stayed uh, pretty warm and uh, that will be putting even more strain on the drivers track temperatures drop down to 108 degrees Fahrenheit the air temperature though still up at 81 degrees what's happened is the wind has dropped there was a nice cooling breeze earlier on uh, for those sitting trackside and that has all but disappeared now already our first track limits at turn eight warning and that is for Trent Hinman now uh, he'll have to be a little bit careful here the prestige sponsored car the number one the dark colored car in second place he's trying to chase down Spinelli who leads down to 2.3 seconds the lead but must keep the car within the white lines Piscopo on his own in the blue and black number 50 car in third position Eduardo with 2.3 seconds of a gap between Brandon Godovic who is next up in fourth position Brandon's just been able to stay ahead of the Lamborghini Charlotte supported Corey Lewis he's got Alex Popau for company and I think they're slowing each other down just a tiny bit well I say that uh, it doesn't help Corey and Alex's cause that Brandon and Eduardo ahead of him have just done their two fastest laps and the race very close to the wall from Corey Lewis as he comes out of the final corner and now he's got a bit of breathing space and the moment that he gets a bit of breathing space from Alex Propo in the darker number 10 car he is able to concentrate his mind forward 
and he starts to close in on Brandon Godovic in fourth position. Second, third and fourth overall, all pro-class cars. The leader of Pro-Am, the best of the arms, Brian Thenis, in eighth position in the number 17. He's got two seconds on Ryan Hardwick and Damien Orkey down in third. Track limits warning last time around for Alex Popout in the 10 car at turn 10. It's the next to last corner. These cars giving a little bit of an update at the end of the season last year. We saw the new body kit and aero at the Laguna Seca circuit IMSA event last year. A little bit more downforce, changing the air intake on the top of the engine box, which is liberated a few extra horses from the 5.2 V10 because they were bereft, frankly, at only 620 in the past. Cars certainly just a little bit quicker this year, but taking a, a little more speed through the corners as well with a little bit extra downforce. That new fin on the back as well. They are striking machines, sure they are, aren't they? That's a good look, close look at the number 17 car that's Brian Thena's leading the way in Am by just about a couple of seconds over Ryan Hardwick and Damon Oki. Ryan Hardwick has the what I still think of the Leighton House coloured car from the front end it's that Miami blue colour going back in sports car and Formula 1 history it looks fantastic that light bluey green just coming onto the front straight now and then behind Hardwick is Damon Oki in the blue and yellow striped car they're down into turn one now Spinelli by almost three seconds just eking out a tenth here a couple of tenths there Hinman at the no at, at the moment has no answer and it's not very often that we say that but I will say now do not count out that number one car Trent Hinman is a very cool and calculating driver and he may just be holding his pace where he needs it to be at the moment in order to either A, have a bit of a spurt before he comes into the pits, B, have a bit of a spurt when the number 71 comes into the pits and certainly C, hand over a good car to his teammates. Well, and that's the key here because uh, you know, they're racing for the overall win here. They want the overall win, but uh, they are leading the pro category right now. That's Trent Hinman. He was the, the overall champion and pro champion last season with... Uh, with Ricardo Agostini, uh, but this season with Jonathan Chicotto, another youngster, just 17 years of age, who will be taking over that car from Trent Hinman. Loris Spinelli will be handing over to JC Perez, who last year was an LB Cup candidate. He won the LB Cup class last season. That was his first ever season of racing. So JC Perez is fast, but he's going to struggle to maintain the pace, I think, of the youngster. Uh, Jonathan Chicotto. So if Trent Hinman could just keep that car in contention, have a good pit stop, he should he should be looking good for his teammate perhaps to come away with a win in the second half of the race. Plus, you've got to look after your tyres. We've already talked about it. Yeah. So he doesn't want to take too much out of the car in the early stages of the race. Thank you. Got to give the closer something to close with. There you go. Sure, he's still got some ammunition. 37 minutes to go. It's three and a half seconds. Spinelli in that very very striking green and black car with the red eyes around the headlights of the 71 Lamborghini Huracan I, I'm old enough to remember the days when most cars in single manufacturer series were in whatever colour they came in so if they were delivered in white they were pretty much white they may have a few sponsor stickers on uh, the art of the wrap and aero paint has changed all that for the better. Very certainly much has. so. Yeah, certainly has. The cars look stunning, don't they? It's a good mix of cars. There was, there was a time in this series where all the cars pretty much seemed to be black, actually. Only, well, really much last year, actually. There's a little colour, I think, on the cars now. Even the, uh, the, uh, the prestige performance cars, the Wayne Taylor racing entries, they were all the same, uh, black Flat and blue. Black, yeah. yeah. Uh, and... Uh, see these two cars here they're black and blue they're not teammates these two that's the ppm car behind ppm by the way we've got we've got precision pre prestige performance running with wayne taylor racing ppm effectively and then we've got ppm which is precision wait a minute yeah precision right. performance engine not prestige performance yes. in the uh, in the wayne taylor cars it's a bit complicated that for me now 
was nice and easy before. Yes, we are simple creatures here in the IMSA radio booth. Uh, pit stops will come between 20 and 30 minutes into the race. Uh, no fuel will be added. Five minutes from now. Yes, my point exactly, Jeremy. So three more laps, probably. The pits, pit window will be open. And we've certainly seen that these races won and lost in the past, Jeremy, in how the teams have decided to manage their, again, you know, manage the assets that they have with the drivers in the car. Do you pit early? and get it over and done with and then give the second driver a chance to get himself settled in and really charge and charge and charge. Do you leave the man who's fasting at the moment till the very last moment? Hopefully gets a little bit of clear track as other people pull in. That's the decisions that will be being talked about now on the pit wall. As the leader goes through and completes another lap, he's already halfway around his ninth lap. Heading up towards the heel of the boot breaking hard turning right-handed more downhill than it looks on the track map there oh that's track limits there for the leader yeah and uh, he'll get a warning for that yeah as long as he doesn't uh, go any quicker on this sector than he has in the past he'll, he'll get away with it but uh, you don't want to be doing that too often we heard earlier on you know that we know that the drivers have been told by the series officials, uh, well, from Lamborghini and particularly from Pirelli, not to overstress these tyres. Warm weather conditions, still the track temperature well over 100 degrees. It was around about 110, dropped to 108 degrees Fahrenheit since the start of the race, but still putting extreme stresses and strains. Spinelli then. Holding that 3.3, 3.4 second lead to Hinman. He's pulled out just a tiniest of bits. He's now 4.2 seconds ahead of Eduardo Piscopor in third position in the 50. Piscopor himself has five seconds on Kadovic, who was being pressured a little while ago. The 46 car had the white number 29 of Corey Lewis right behind him. But now that's out to 2.3 seconds and traffic beginning to pay, play its part for the leader as the 21 LB Cup runner goes a lap down. It's Justin Price making his uh, debut in the championship this weekend. Lovely weekend to do it. Yeah, certainly is. He'll be getting up to speed, literally and metaphorically, in these cars. That is a big hunk of exciting, fast racing car. And just getting the confidence to put your foot all the way down to the floor, I think, would... Uh, Take me more than a race weekend. It's a good, good little battle going on uh, for a little bit further down the field. Cameron Castles, the car number 33, running in the 13th position. Right behind him is Shea Holbrook, who didn't get any time in the car in qualifying this morning. Had a problem with that car, so she had to start at the back. She'd made up a couple of positions, and uh, she, well, this lap, last lap, wasn't quite as quick as her previous. But it was the best lap for Cameron Castles, 1 minute 50.2. That's a good bit better than qualified. They qualified for the 54.5, so he's found four seconds as Cameron Castles and that number 33 car since qualifying this morning. Coming round to complete another lap. It'll be 10 in the book now for Spinelli. Hinman goes through 3.2 seconds, so another couple of tenths just shaved off the lead in the last couple of laps. Then Piscopor in that number 50, very distinctive coloured car. That flat, dark blue and Dark grey Lamborghini Huracan. Godovic, his fastest lap of the race in fourth position, closes in to three and a half seconds away from the third place driver ahead of him. Good lap for Corey Lewis, too, not quite his fastest lap of the race, but not far away from it. Barely a tenth, half a tenth away, in fact, from his fastest lap of the race. And now 2.8 seconds behind Godovic in fourth position. Brian Thienis still leads in arm. He had about two seconds at the end of the last lap. Let's see what it is as he comes underneath us in a moment or two's time. And there he goes. Thienis with a 150.3, 150.6 for Ryan Hardwick. So it's still 1.9 seconds between those two. With Damien Oki another two seconds further back in third. So the arm category in 8th, ninth, and 10th overall and it will be 
Ooh, possibly the end of this lap. Just depends how quickly they get round. No, I think they'll have to do one more for the leaders. But some of the guys further back, Jeremy, the pit lane will be open. Not quite. It, well, for, for, sub, for, the, for the LB Cup contenders, I think it will be. From 11th place on back, I think it might be. Right. The others are going to have to do one more lap. And uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see who elects to come in when. And of the two driver of the... Uh, the cars that have two drivers in them whoever started the race today the the second driver will did did qualify and will start the race tomorrow so i really like that switching yes. around so it's a kind of equal responsibility over the weekend spinelli then just holding that three 3.3 second lead and now who will blink we are in the pit window we are in the pit window so anybody coming through now could dive into the pits should they want to i think everyone's going to do at least one more lap spinelli's gone through hinman's gone through in second 71 1 50 piscopo's gone through godovic's gone through lewis has gone through and i would certainly expect uh, loris spinelli to stay out as long as possible jc prez isn't as quick as he is he's still he's still learning just his second year in the sport he's done a remarkable job to learn so much in such a short period of time but Loris even though he's a youngster uh, he, he, I would expect him to stay out longer Holbrook's in the pit lane Shea Holbrook in the pit lane then in the 67 in arm comes in out of fifth position 14th overall so that will be the first of the regular pit stops yeah not remark that'll be uh, sharing that car with with Shea this weekend is Martin, Martin Barkey from Canada you will take over that car for the closing stint in this race. So now it remains to be seen what happens with Spinelli, Hinman, Piscopo, Godovic and Corey Lewis. Pro-Am and Pro, you must have a teammate. Yeah. Um, Am and LB Cup, you can drive solo, but you still have to come into the pit lane. You can't just keep driving around. That would be a massive advantage. As in comes Hinman. So Hinman is in the lane. So as you suspected, Jeremy, Trent will be handing the car over to JC Perez quite early on. This might just take JC out of the scramble in the pit lane. You'll see when he comes to a halt that there will be no dashing about. Perez hops off the wall, heads to the left-hand side, the driver's door. Hinman elegantly gets out of the car. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Jonathan Chicotto that's getting in to the number one car Chicotto famous name two and four wheels also coming in Brian Thines who was leading the arm category before he headed to pit lane now it's Ryan Hardwick from Damon Orkey yeah, and those three have been very, very closely matched uh, all today. They were close in, in the two qualifying sessions. They were qualified 1-2-3 and 3-2-1, yes. effectively. Just a slight re-pressuring of the Pirelli tyres by the mechanics. They'll be looking at the warm pressures as they came onto the pit lane, just checking that they haven't got too high, maybe just bleeding a little bit of air out of them. Out goes the prestige number one. Jonathan Chicotto then installed into that. Now, this is his time to shine. He needs to get his foot down and do a really good outlap. Hinman did a good in-lap, lost as little time as possible. Corey Lewis has done his fastest lap of the race whilst other people were pitting. Exactly the right thing for Corey Lewis to do in the number 29, that white Lamborghini of Charlotte supported car. The leader goes through, not quite putting a lap then on the now Jonathan Chicotto car, but he's not that far up the road. Exactly what we'd expect to see. Spinelli stays out. In comes Corey Lewis. That's a brilliant, brilliant tactic from the Lamborghini Charlotte machine. That's a car that won both races at Mid-Ohio. It'll be Madison Snow to take over the wheel Not of that car. Not a bad pilot to take over. No, former champion, of course, in the Porsche one make series several years ago. Now the championship leader in IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Uh, in a Lamborghini, of in course, in the GT lm version of the huracan and Corey lewis doing exactly what the team would have asked him to two fastest laps before he came into the pit lane 
Madison Snow is installed. They retorque the wheel, the big wrench for the single wheel nut, the single central lug nut. Torque wrench just to make sure nothing has rattled off. Just give it a little run. Set at a preset uh, tension of torque. And what happens is if you push beyond that, it clicks and breaks. And there's plenty of time to do this. This is this is not the last lap laps of the Indy 500 or the final pit stop at Le Mans. So there's no need to dash in your pit stop. And that's why there is a mandated pit stop time so that nobody is pushing around and sending the car out where the driver isn't bolted in. Spadelli comes around to complete lap 14. He's not coming in. He goes to the wall and comes out and it's going to be very close as to whether he puts a lap on the 29 car as Madison Snow is leaving the pit lane and what he doesn't want to do is get caught up behind that 29 no I think he's far enough ahead as they go through the uphill S's at the start of the 3.4 mile Watkins Glen International Circuit a couple of laps Jeremy before Spinelli needs to come in but you've got to be a bit yep. careful because you do not want to get caught with the pit lane closed if there's a safety car. Fourth place car, Patrick Liddy brings that car onto pit lane. It'll be Pippa Mann who will resume in the Pro-Am class. Lovely to have Pippa back. Seeing how much on social media recently that she'd been enjoying her infrequent runs out in this and hoping to get something a little more full-time. And here's the problem for Spinelli. He's caught Madison Snow, who's on his outlap. And Madison still just dialing himself in the car, getting the heat back in the Pirelli tyres after sitting there in the pit lane for a minute and a half. And I reckon Spinelli's got to dive in at the end of this lap before he's held up. Can't afford to lose time. It's a good lap from Spinelli. Not a great lap, but a good lap. Well, the last two laps have been virtually identical uh, to just uh, two hundredths between them. For, for Spinelli, that's 47 exactly yeah. Now, coming through turn 10, the left-hander turn 11's the right-hander that'll take you onto the pit lane. Does he dive into the pits? Does he steer out? He steered out! He steered out and he's sitting behind Madison Snow. Now, Madison might just help him here, actually. It's a tough call. He's got to come in next time around, I reckon. I don't think he can risk another lap after that. Who's that coming out of the pits? That's Damien Oki, I think. He's got a lap down. Was that Martin Barkey? Maybe Martin Barkey in the 67. My apologies. He's had a penalty, I think, there. So something must have gone awry because he was in that car a wee while ago. So Spinelli has to come in at the end of this lap. Yeah, Still must. leads. Piscopo hasn't stopped either, Jeremy. Nine seconds further back. No, but the third-place car, Alex Popov, has just brought that uh, Hubble racing car into, into the pits. He will hand over to Bill Hubble, but Hubble, who's, again, another guy with uh, relatively little experience who won't be as fast as uh, Alex. Interesting that some of the drivers take the steering wheel off to help their, their driver getting in. Some don't. It is a quick release wheel. Spinelli's been held up. He's losing time now behind Madison yes. Snow. He lost about a second last time around. Uh, held up behind the number 29 car. Madison, of course, just coming out of the pits so getting up to speed. This is great news for Jonathan Chicotto in the number one Lamborghini who pitted some time ago. Trent Hinman started that car. So what we're seeing here, it, it's like the stagger in a... 800 meter race or a 400 meter sprint it doesn't really unwind straight away in but comes the leader Spinelli is on the lane hits the pit lane speed limiter doesn't lock up the Pirelli tyres he's not going to get those changed now JC Perez will be trying to control his breathing trying to control his excitement he hops over the wall quite calmly opens the door as far as possible Let's get the belt in the right place. Don't sit on the belt. Number 50 car in also, so that'll be that's the entire field now made its way onto pit lane. Okay. That was the last time they could have done that. They would not have got another lap. 
get the belt out of the way. You do not want to sit on a belt and have to get out and start the process again. Out goes the 88. Paris Mullins brought that car in. That's the leading LB Cup car. Got as high as fourth position. Piscopo is out of the 50 car. It's all very gentle, very sensible. Now, question for me is where is Jonathan Chicotto? He's in the third sector. This is going to be a bit tight, Jeremy. Chicotto's been putting in some good laps. Yeah, but uh, Spin Spinelli turned purple sectors, didn't he, on that way, on that inlap. Great inlap, it really was. Here comes the one car towards the end of the lap. The last couple of laps, so even though uh, even though the race leader was held up by just a little bit, the, uh, he was still quicker than the number but one But there's a car. change round in the pits, Jeremy. Between the cars that came in, the 50 car's going to get out first. Tyler Proto is out ahead of JC Perez. Now, have they got their numbers right? And here comes, down the main straight, Jonathan Chicotto. Did they get their pit stop times right? That's the question that will be being looked at. Or was there, it did seem to take an awfully long time to get Perez's belts sorted out. And the 10's got a penalty, speeding in the pit lane. 21 kilometers, 20 long miles an hour over. That's a stop plus 20 seconds. And that will take Hubble out of any opportunity for the Pro-Am lead. He was trying to chase down Perez. He would have had a tough job doing that anyway. The AM class uh, uh, battle is rejoined. Brian Thena said will still lead, but uh, Damon Oki has got past Ryan Hardwick Good point. during those pit stops, and they're now battling about four seconds behind Brian Thenas. And all of those three drivers driving at solo. Now, what's happened here? Perez has lost time to Tyler Proto, trying to get past the number seven. That's the third LB Cup runner at the moment that's the monk car oh dear zero nine damian oki in his haste turn eight warning for track limits yeah he's uh, under pressure now from ryan hardwick perez lost time there behind the seven putting a lap on that car and all of a sudden he's going to find himself in arrears by a decent margin. Jonathan Chicotto is not that far behind. Across the line then, to complete lap 17 with just under 18 laps to go in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race one of two at Watkins Glen. Tyler Proto leads now by three and a half seconds. He's turned around almost a nine second deficit into a three and a half second lead during the pit stops. Perez in second in the 71. Third, Jonathan Chicotto, but he's got Shinya Mishimi right in his wheel tracks at the moment, less than a second behind. The birthday boy, 25-year-old uh, today is Shinya Mishimi and the champion in this championship two years ago. And still in with a shout here, not, not out of it by any means. Uh, and by the way, I shouldn't have second-guessed myself. The uh, pit speed violation uh, was in kilometres per hour, not in miles per hour. My apologies for that. 21 miles an hour would have been bonkers. We would have seen that from here and heard it. 21 kilometres an hour is still quite quick. <laughs> still a third quicker than you should be going. So Proto then needs to keep his head now. There is radio communication, so the team will be talking to him, just letting him know everything's fine. Just hit your marks. Meantime, in third position. Jonathan Chicotto, 3.3 seconds behind Perez. That's just under seven seconds away from the lead. But Mishimi is coming and coming quickly. The 46 car. Not quick through the trap last time around. Fully six miles an hour slower than the three cars ahead. But Mishimi is making up for it with his commitment in the corners. Brian Thenis in the red and white and blue 17 leads the AM category. He's in sixth position. Orkey. Four and a half seconds further back. And Ryan Hardwick and Orkney are having a cracking scrap at the moment, the 0-9 and the 2. Machimi lost a lot of, lot of ground on that 
on somewhere around that lap. He's in the middle sector, second and third, first and second sector. Well, his trap so speed it was could have been, weird down. Yeah, it could have been maybe he was getting past the slower car. There was a little bit of lap traffic, I think, and it might have got, just got in the way a little bit, cost him a little bit of ground. So he's now fallen, uh, what, uh, three or four seconds behind, Johnny Chico behind uh, Jonathan Chicotto. Having been less than a second behind, yeah, absolutely. Ryan Hardwick in that uh, Miami blue and black. Number two goes across the start line ahead of him. The faded blue, really great colour schemes on these cars with the bright lemon stripes. That's his immediate target. And that is Damien Oki in the 0-9 and they are battling for second place in the AM category four seconds further up the road Brian Thenis leads it in the 1-7 car meantime a bit of lappery going on as Madison Snow comes up to the LB Cup third position number seven car Madison will want to deal with that car immediately Sheena Monk, who's uh, not leaves room the on the inside. Yeah, she does good job. Yeah, very good. That perfect piece of driving. You know, we talk about the IMSA development series, Jeremy. Learning how to be passed without ruining your lap, without going too far offline. As a slower driver, you're always told stick to the racing line, let the faster car go through. That's what the race director will tell you. But if you can help the faster driver without completely nosing up your lap, then you do that. Head of the field, still Tyler Proto ahead of JC Perez. Fastest lap of the race for the 46 car, for that car. Shinji Mishimi, Shinji Mishimi with a 48-0. That's more like it. And all of a sudden, whatever the eels were, and now he's got the fastest first sector of anybody. Mishimi, who won this championship two years ago, has turned it up to 11. The fourth place car, the number 46, Trying to close in on Jonathan Chicotto and move away from the white number 29 that's heading around turn five now. Yeah, he's got about nine seconds to make up over the race race leader, but uh, it's, yeah, Sean Machimi, yeah, he's kind of known as Sean as well. Okay. That's, 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 can we call him Sean? We can call him Sean. Right. Uh, and, but uh, say birthday boy here, so he's got uh, he, he's got the bit between his teeth now. He was uh, out of the sport pretty much all of last year. He didn't drive anything at all, made his comeback at mid-Ohio, it's a good comeback too and he would love to get a good strong result this weekend. This is going to be a 47 from Mishimi and that's the fastest lap we've seen for some time if he doesn't get any traffic. The dark red and gloss black number 46 coming through to the end of the lap now and all of a sudden Mishimi looks like he's driving himself into contention here might have a chance of a podium spot at the front of the field. Chicotto doing a 48-8 last time around. What does Mishimi do? A 47-7 and a 49-0. So that's a big turnaround. Chicotto 49-0, 47-7 for Mishimi. A huge turnaround and the gap is suddenly under two seconds, having been nearly five not so long ago. And second place, JC Perez just warned for track limited turn eight. Oh my goodness me, they'll need to be on the phone to him. Telling him, you can't afford a problem. And Chicotto has been terribly held up and now he's under pressure. The 1.7 seconds at the line, he's now 1.7 car lengths. Going round turn number five and heading downhill through the chute to turn six. Mishimi is coming like a steam train. This is like a scene from a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. He's just got something else in that car. He's changed up to 147th gear and he's just pulling <laughs> along. And there's still 11 minutes remaining in this race. So it's going to be uh, a good six or maybe even seven laps to go. So there's plenty of time for Shinya Machimi to not only get onto the podium, but to perhaps bet a good bit better well, than that. How quick can he get past Jonathan Chicotto? If he can't, yes. Chicotto's going very defensive very early along the straight to turn number eight, the heel of the boot. Now, if he can get past him early, it's only two seconds up the road to JC Perez. Six seconds, six and a half, let's say. 
separating the top four second, the top four cars, and third and fourth are battling together. Chicotto's picked up his pace again. Mishimi with a 47-7 last time around. The leader goes across the line, and we've got the top four all on the start-finish line at the same time. Start-finish straight at the same time. Proto goes through, 48-5, 49-3 for Perez. He's dropping back. Chicotto, 50.5. That was an awful lap for Jonathan Chicotto, and a 49-1 because Mishimi couldn't get past him, and that is going to cause him worries. Yeah, that's uh, held up to both of them there. They lost, both of them lost ground to Perez. And Taylor Proda now is getting into the swing of it. That was his best lap of the race since taking over the number 50 car from Eduardo Piscopo. His previous three laps were uh, 48.6, well, 49.5, 48.6, 49.3, just turned to 48.5 last time around. So a little bit inconsistent for Taylor Proda, but for one uh, who is very inexperienced still in this sport, again, he is just in his second year of racing. So he's still got an awful lot to learn. This has been a bit of a strange experience for Shinji Mishimi. The car in front is the number one prestige car, which with which, of course, he won the championship, at least that number and that team. Yeah. Two years ago, that was him en route to the championship. Under 10 minutes to go. Four tenths of a second between these two guys at the last timing line. But time is not important here. It's about distance and how quickly Mishimi can possibly get past Chicotto. Proto at the head of the field, 48-5 last time around, but nearly five seconds of a lead on Perez. Yeah. Proto's doing a cracking job at the head of the field in that number 50. And that was all down to a little bit of a fumbled pit stop for the 71 crew. That was where it changed over, 8.8 .8 seconds when they came into the pit lane, that was the gap, and he turned that round into a three and a half second lead as they went out. And now it's 4.8 seconds, Perez in second place. Yes. Top four doing relatively similar times last time around, 48.4 for Madison Snow is that car's best time, that's the 29 in fifth position, but eight seconds away from the cars he's chasing. But diving the inside, Ryan Hardwick still having a look at Damien Orkney. Brian Thienes, by the way, Thienes has got back at the head of the arm after yep. the pit stops. And that gap has stabilised from first to second, this battle for second and third in the arm that we're watching on screen right now because it, it, was, it was about four seconds, it's now down to about three, but it has stabilised over the last few laps and Brian Thienes just turned his best uh, final sector time and he stretched that out again to four seconds on this last lap that gap battle for first and second and third in am uh, the red and white number 17 through the top of the s's well it's not four seconds now it's nowhere near four seconds now i think has made a little mistake going through turn number one it's a good gap but it's not 4.8 seconds when he went across the line it's about, I reckon that's about three seconds now. Three and a half, maybe. Eleven floor, different parts of the circuit, obviously. Just watching these lap times, see if anybody falls off a cliff, makes a mistake. Last seven minutes. Tired, concentration going. And that's exactly what's just happened for Ryan Hardwick, who missed his breaking point into turn six. Fortunately, the layout of that corner means you can go wide and when he dragged it back to the apex and got on the power early, so he hasn't lost too much time. There'll be one or two people struggling for concentration, struggling for fitness. Perhaps they've overheated the Pirelli tyres as well. They might be struggling for a bit of grip. One or two drivers that need to be introduced to the apex of the corner because they're not troubling them at the moment. Car just not doing what they want them to do. Race leader Taylor Proda, he's found that consistency he that he needs. His last three laps all within around about a tenth of a second of each other. That's absolutely excellent for somebody driving a, a, a car as potent as this in just his second season racing. Done a lot of uh, preparation over the winter, a lot of testing, but uh, this is a really fine performance. And you know he's stepped up into the pro category this season along with a former series champion in Eduardo Piscopo. But I tell you what, he's done a really, really fine job. He did, it, he did it at Mid-Ohio too. Uh, they came away with a, uh, a, a win in the... 
Uh, no, sorry, they didn't. They third place finish, a third and a fourth at Mid Ohio. So looking now potentially at his first win for Taylor Proto. And you know, Taylor's had the pressure since he got in the car, Jeremy, because he he was out in the lead. Yeah. And it you was know, his that's to lose at that stage. Exactly. Right. Yes. I'd far rather be chasing than. Oh, by the way, you've, that was the lady that you've just got out of the pits ahead of, and uh, on you go. You've got 25 minutes, mate. Uh, crack on. <laughs> Five minutes to go. Two laps after this one. And it will be, I think, a 26-lap race. In that case, through goes Perez. Chicotto and Mishimi across the line now. Five seconds first to second. Four seconds, second to third. Half a second, third to fourth. Yes. Mishimi will be cursing his luck that he's come up against Jonathan Chicotto, who is defending stoutly. Nothing wrong with what Chicotto's doing. He's picking his line, he's sticking to it. But it is a defensive line, and there's no doubt in my mind, Jeremy, that it has slowed Mishimi up. Yeah, no question about that, absolutely. But he's, he's driving beautifully, Chicotto. As you say, he's not being overly defensive. He's just putting the car where there's no way for Shinya Machima to find a way past him. So uh, he's, he's doing exactly what he should do at this stage, driving absolutely beautifully, nice, you know, pretty consistently um, and fast enough so that there's no way past yet for Machimi, but he's, uh, he's having to defend down there into the uh, into the ankle, isn't he? Yes. The, 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 all he's doing, Jeremy, is coming from half a car's width closer to the center of the road rather than being right on the white line before he turns in and that that's barely moving his line he's doing it nice and early as soon as he comes off the previous corner it's not like he's reacting to Mishimi behind him but that what that does is makes the corner each corner a little bit tighter and that means he can take a little less speed through the corner which means exactly the same for Mishimi even if Mishimi takes the ideal line in the corner he can't just drive over the car in front of him, and that's why their lap times have just gone out half a second to a second. Mishimi was storming along, and then he wasn't. Got up to the back of Chicotto very quickly, courtesy of a, a 50, a 1 minute 50. They're doing 48 nines now. Madison Snow, 48 2 last time around. I don't think there's enough time for Madison to put any pressure on the two guys ahead. Oh, there might be one more lap after this, yes, actually. Will. Yep. Yeah, I've, made, I, I've led you astray, dear Lamborghini fans. This will be a 27-lap race. Still the battle going on between Damien Oki in second position. And he's been passed. Hardwick's gone through. Hardwick has gone through, and that's a change of position. The two is ahead of the 0-9. That's happened somewhere around the far side of the circuit, but that is Ryan Hardwick then in the number two car, up into second position. And seventh overall, confirmed as they cross the line underneath us at the end of their lap 25. Now, can uh, Ryan Hardwick chase down Brian Thieners? There's uh, about 2.7 seconds between them. He's now up into second place, is Hardwick, who's seen his, his speed. We saw it at Mid-Ohio in the first rounds of the championship. He's fast, and he's going to try and track down Brian Thienus now. A couple of laps to do so. Spot on, two minutes to go. The end of this one, and the next lap for Tyler Proto, who leads in the number 50 by five seconds. Keep it cool, Tyler. All you've got to do is bring it home now. JC Perez has... A four-second gap to the chasing Chicotto and Mishimi in third and fourth. 50 leads, 71 seconds. Oh, white flag's gone out. Yes, that's right. White flag has gone out. It will be a 27-lap race. The 50 car got held up just slightly. So, Tyler Proto... Slightly caught out there. Wasn't expecting the shot that I saw. But Proto leads. Four point six seconds. He was slightly held up at the end of that last lap. 
Tyler Proto. Uh, Taylor Proto, excuse me. Yeah, look, we've got a battle. It's game on now in, in Am because all of a sudden Brian Thedness has got his mirrors uh, filled with Ryan Hardwick, who's just turned his best lap of the race. He pulled in a whole two seconds on that last go around onto the white flag lap. Oh, off! Off right in front of the leaders as they're coming round to the end of the lap, I think, but it's not one of the leading cars. Meantime, Mishimi was right on the tailpipes of Chicotto. Oh! Chicotto's in third. So who was that that went off? That's right, that's, that's, that's the order that we have been. Mishimi in fourth. Yeah, that's right. But they were absolutely together. Here comes Taylor Proto to take the win. Proto and Piscopo won in Pro-Am here last year on their way to the Pro-Am Championship and they take the win here again. Back-to-back -back wins, different championships for them. Saipa Mishimi's got through! Mishimi's got through and Chicano is off the podium. Last two corners, Perez goes through in second, but Mishimi has pipped Jonathan Chicotto in a cracking run to the flag. There was one of the lapped cars in there as well, which I think was the 66 car. Yep. And that might have been a factor, but Mishimi needing no second opportunity or invitation. 17, Thenis and Hardwick together coming out. They've got two corners to go. Now, as Hardwick, Ryan Hardwick then, has he got anything? I don't think so. Thenis is going to hang on to this, a perfectly judged drive. Teammates at US Racetronics. Yes, this could be a <laughs> could have been a difficult conversation in the debrief. Thenis takes it very easy out the last corner, doesn't have to push too hard, and will take the AM category in sixth overall from Hardwick. It's half a second at the line. Damien Oki fading away in that last quarter of the race, having been in second place. He'll come home nine seconds further back from the battling pair at the head of the field. Good respect from both of those guys. LB Cup, that is going to be the 88, is it? Yes, it is. Ninth position, good finish there. Inside the top 10 for the LB Cup winner. Yeah, that keeps their perfect record for, again for US Racetronics. Is uh, Mark Proto there, the, uh, it's a, what a great day for the Protos. Uh, Taylor Proto leads, Dad Mark wins the LB Cup category in that ninth position overall. Yeah, well they've got another race tomorrow, otherwise I think the celebrations may have been mighty. So, Taylor Proto wins it with Eduardo Piscopo. Their best lap of 47.6, but it's not about speed. It's about consistency, and the pit stop was what won it for them. Turned round, a deficit in the pit stop. We haven't heard of any issues with the pit stop time, so we can only assume that it's all fine. JC Perez taking over from his teammate. Second position for the 71 car. Oh. Now the timing screen has just swapped the first two around by two and a half seconds. So without the benefit of anything on the timing screen to tell me, I can only assume there was a problem with the pit stop of the 50 and they've been assessed a time penalty, which has not been shown on the timing screen. So I apologize. We're only working with the information that we've been given. But at the end of the race, I can tell you that the first two have been turned around by two and a half seconds. Chicotto shown in third ahead of Mishimi. Have they gone back a lap? No, 27 laps. So, so Mishimi must have been a, uh, assessed a penalty, pit stop penalty as well, unless there's been some other penalties. I, 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 I can't give you any more information because I simply don't know, and I apologise for that. Yeah, I mean, there was best, yeah, almost five seconds between first and second as they crossed the line. All of a sudden now, the scoring shows a, uh, a two-and-a-half-second deficit the other way around. So And, and Chicotto only a second away from second place. There has been some timing adjustments yeah. made post the chequered flag, which we have not been party to, for which I apologise for not being able to give you the information. 
So uh, a little bit of confusion and chaos at the end of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. But the win on the screen, the timing screen at least, given to the 71 team. Oh, wait a minute. I was going to say that none of the class winners have changed because the the first two, number 71, uh, which is the Pro-Am class winner, JC Prez and Loris Spinelli, they still win the Pro-Am class. Yeah. And Taylor Proto and Eduardo Prisco will still maintain the, the win in the in the Pro class. However, looking Ryan further down Hardwick. the order is, Ryan shown, Hardwick yeah, wins Brian the Hardwick is shown ahead of Brian Thienus. Uh, which Pit is stop not penalties. The way, uh, we are just having it oh, confirmed. Pit stop penalties. Could have done with seeing that on the screen beforehand. So the 71 car with the, the 50 car having been assessed a penalty. Now, the other thing is what I, I don't know, Jeremy, and this is speculation. Did the 71 team know that they were effectively leading the race and therefore did the 50 team? Could Tyler Proto have, uh, Taylor Proto have pushed harder and maintained his lead? having been given some kind of penalty we just don't know that and we and we can't know that if it hasn't gone on the team did the team know that yeah. if it hasn't gone on the screen I, I just simply don't know there was certainly no uh, no information Negative. from uh, and, and from you know I, I now feel rather stupid having said well you know oh, they, yeah. they, they won it in the pit lane we didn't see any notification of a pit lane penalty but that's exactly what happened and nobody's been uh, advised of it via the timing screen so a little bit of confusion and chaos uh, at the end of the race, the Pro-Am is won by the 71, that hasn't changed. The Pro's run by the 50, that hasn't changed, but they have been turned around on the overall. But there is a change in Am, where the number two has usurped the 17. Hardwick wins it from Thenis, LB Cup to the 88 car. Another race here at Watkins Glen International tomorrow. By then, we might have a result that we can believe in. From Jeremy and me, thanks very much for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This programme is a production of IMSA and Radio Show Limited. For more, visit RadioLeMond.com.